Welcome to the FarmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in FarmD Nation to episode number 24 of the FarmD Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. In this episode, I want to talk about the top five money moves you can make in your 30s. So being 30 years old is not very old at all when you look at the life expectancy of a normal human being. But if you're 18, 20, 25, 26, being in your 30s seems like an old man. Any of those people that are that age right now could probably look at any of us in our 30s and probably call us a boomer. We're late on technology. We don't understand cool lingo or the hip things that are going on. But in the reality of our world, being 30 years old is still young. And because you're still young, there's still tremendous opportunities to make a lot of good financial decisions in your life. And that is why in this podcast episode, I want to specifically talk about five money moves. Everyone in their 30s, whether you just turned 30 yesterday or you're 39, can make in order to improve the rest of your financial life not just in the short term, but also in the long term as well. So money move number one to make in your 30s is to maximize your Roth opportunities. I've talked about Roth IRAs plenty of times in other podcasts, in blog posts, and in videos. Roth IRAs are a tremendous type of an account that you can open because of the great tax advantages they provide. And for those of you listening that don't know, I will run through it really quick. Roth IRAs are a way for you to grow your retirement money and distribute or withdraw that retirement if the certain conditions are met completely tax-free. So you could put in $10,000 when you're 30 and then all of a sudden that $10,000 grows to $200,000 when you retire. You could take all $200,000 out and all of that money in that Roth IRA should be tax-free as long as the specific circumstances were met in order to allow it to be tax-free. So why maximizing your Roth opportunities now? Why is that so important? Because of the longevity you still have left in front of you from an investment standpoint. And because we don't know and we can't be guaranteed that these great Roth opportunities that are available now will be around when you're in your 40s, 50s, or 60s. So take advantage of it while it's legal, while it's there, and while you have plenty of time to allow the power of compounding interest to work in your favor. So specifically with Roth IRAs, you can make contributions if your income is low enough. You can make conversions regardless of what your income is. You can also make mega backdoor backdoor Roth conversions. So a normal um, Roth IRA conversion is you have a bunch of money sitting in an IRA and you want to take some of that IRA money or all that IRA money and put it into a Roth IRA. The only downside of doing that is any money you convert within a year is taxable as ordinary income in that year, and it could accelerate your marginal income tax bracket that year, which would basically wipe out the benefits of the Roth IRA to begin with. But there is a mega backdoor Roth IRA option for those that have the right kind of 401k plan and for those that have the right kind of flexibility within their 401k plan through their employer. And basically that is you stick outside money that could be in your checking or savings account and make a after-tax contribution into your 401k. And because there's no limit on what you can convert into a Roth, 
And because the limits on the amount of money you can put into a 401k in a year is a lot bigger than a Roth IRA, you can dump a lot more money into your 401k and then immediately convert that over into your Roth IRA. So there are a lot of unique rules and a lot of situations and circumstances that come into play about a specific person's financial life that could make Roth IRAs valuable, extremely valuable, or not valuable at all. But if you find yourself in the first two of those three categories, you're going to want to maximize your Roth opportunities regardless of what they are and what you qualify for, specifically in your 30s, because of the longevity you have in your life and the power of compounding interest and the benefits of that tax advantage treatment within a Roth. Top five money tips number two is own something. So now you're in your 30s. Hopefully you have a lot of your student loans paid off. Hopefully you have settled into life nicely. And when I say settle into life, hopefully you have found a lifestyle that one, you can afford and two, that you're comfortable with. Uh, maybe you're starting a family. Um, you have roots. You have a a sense of being, a sense of purpose in the world from a personal standpoint and a career standpoint. Um, I know if you're a pharmacist and you're listening to this, I don't know if you ever truly feel like pharmacy will ever be the long-term thing you want to do because of how crazy that career can be. But let's just assume that you are settled in life and you're you're in a good spot financially. I mean, not great spot, but you're in a good solid positioning from a financial aspect. I think one great move you can make is to try to figure out a way to get an ownership stake in something. Whether that is becoming a limited partner in a business, whether that's starting your own business, whether that's buying rental income property. One of the best ways people can increase their net worth and their financial viability is to own something and let the power of, again, compounding interest in whatever you're owning work in your favor. It's even better if you own something that you don't have to put a lot of work into, like some sort of limited partnership stake or having the ability to purchase some S-corporation shares of a business you don't have to work in. Because while that business continues to grow and compound on itself and get bigger and bigger and bigger, so does the value of your ownership share. And there's not really anything else in life you can get your hands on, like having equity in something that can build wealth as rapidly as owning something can. So open your eyes, talk to people, get your financial house in order so that when it comes time or when an opportunity presents itself that you feel is good for your personal situation to take advantage of, that gives you the ability to own something for the next four, five, six decades, jump on that. And if you're able to do that in your 30s, it's just going to make it that much better because you're giving yourself that much more time in life for it to grow in your favor. Top five money moves number three And it's not specifically a money move, it's more of a lifestyle move, and that is to get healthy. So in your 30s, I read it somewhere, I can't remember where I read it, so somebody else deserves credit for this, and I can't tell if they're right or wrong, but just looking at America, I assume this is right, and it is that when somebody enters into their 30s, from 30s to 50s, over that 20-year period, people end up gaining two pounds per year. And it's the reason why people enter their 50s and their 30 to 40 to 50 pounds overweight. Your metabolism slows down. You end up getting comfortable. You're not as active as you used to be. And you end up putting on weight and you become a lot less healthy than you were when you were younger. 
and getting healthy now and instilling good healthy habits within yourself and creating routines that involve healthy action is extremely important in your 30s because if you can instill that in yourself when you're in your 30s, hopefully that transitions into your 40s, in your 50s, in your 60s. And being healthy and staying healthy in your 30s and 40s, 50s, and 60s is not only good for you as a person, but it's good for your family and it's good for your your, uh, checkbook. It's good for your finances. When you're healthy, you don't go to the doctor as much. You may not have to buy as much health insurance. You may not have to be forced to pay as many premiums and deductibles or one-off trips to a chiropractor or anything like that. So being healthy and being able to control your own health is an absolutely crucial way to make sure that Things don't happen in your life from a health standpoint within your control, obviously, that will force you to have to dole out money on all those other things that you otherwise wouldn't have to if you were healthy. And everybody knows this, I'm sure, listening to this podcast, but when you're physically healthy, that translates into better mental health. So when I talk about getting healthy, it's not only physical, but mental health as well. And we don't have time to get into it today, but all the benefits of being mentally healthy and the clarity that brings in all the other aspects of your life is just going to make your financial situation that much better. Number four of the top five money moves to make in your 30s is to create liquidity and flexibility. So I have seen this a number of different times where people get into their 30s and their main source of savings, specifically for retirement, for good reason, is 401ks. Um, They increase their contributions through their paychecks and they start just putting more and more money into their 401ks, which is fantastic. But usually in your 30s, you poke your head up and you start to realize there are other things you may want to accomplish and you may want to start allocating your money to that isn't specifically related to retirement. Because when you put money in your 401k, you should wait until you get to retirement in order to withdraw that money and use that to live off of in your retirement. It's why those accounts were created in the first place. But between being in your 30s and retirement, whether that's 50, 60, 70 years old, there's going to be a lot of opportunities from a financial aspect that I think you're going to be able to take advantage of if you have enough liquidity and flexibility within your financial position. So, Contributing as much money as you can into a 401k or other retirement plans or other illiquid accounts or other accounts that are meant for something different is great, but don't maximize your cash flow out into those type of accounts. Create a little bit more liquidity. So instead of increasing your 401k contribution to another one or two percentage points, take that excess money that's not going into your 401k and invest it outside in an investment account. Keep or or start creating a financial picture for yourself that has different buckets of money saved in different type of an accounts that you can get your hands on and use for different reasons. So when opportunities present themselves, you have the liquidity from a financial aspect and the flexibility to be able to take advantage of something like that. And I could name off a hundred different examples of different things that could come your way between the ages of 30, 50, and 60, just based off of conversations I have had with many different clients who have found themselves experiencing that type of thing. I'm not going to get into it, but I do know there are far more people who wish they had extra cash or extra investments they could get their hands on in order to take advantage of opportunities that quickly present themselves and quickly go away. And they didn't because they had too much of their money wrapped up in their retirement accounts 
which is not a bad thing at all. It's just diversify a little bit, create a little more of that liquidity and flexibility in your life because those unique opportunities that are going to present themselves as you get older won't be around for long and having the money to take advantage of that sort of thing could end up being far more beneficial than sticking and squirreling away a couple more percentage points into your 401k. And there's always a balance there. Make sure you continue to save for your retirement in your 401k and other employment um, retirement plans or individual retirement plans. But just know that having a little bit of flexibility and liquidity in your life and starting to create that in your 30s will be very beneficial when those unique opportunities present themselves if that's something you want to take advantage of. And finally, top five money moves to make in your 30s. Number five is to invest in yourself. You're only 30 years old. You're only 35. You're only 39. You have a long life ahead of you. Just think if you live until you're 95 or 105, there are probably ways, there are probably people who are going to live much longer than that. But even if you're 85, 90, there could be things that you want to do that revolve around your money and revolve around the skills you've created within yourself. So never stop investing in yourself. Never think that now that you hit 30, you can just put it on cruise control and kind of just live life out into, into, the, uh, into the sunset. That's not what you want to do. Continue to invest in yourself. Learn new skills. Compound on the skills that you have. Get really deep in some specific areas of a talent that you've already obtained and take that talent and give it to the world and capitalize on that from a financial aspect. Or invest in yourself in completely different ways that have nothing to do with your career or or a financial related matter at all. Invest in your health like we talked about before. That's really, really important. Invest in other people. Invest in your family. Just make sure that you don't stop improving yourself or the environment around you because once you start doing that, everything else starts to stagnate in your life and things start to fall apart. And once that happens, it's really hard to get the momentum rolling again in order to get your life back to where it once was or where you want it to be currently. So always continuously invest in yourself. So those are the top five money moves to make in your 30s. Maximize your Roth opportunities now while you can. Own something, regardless of what it is, own something. Get your hands into some sort of equity into the world. Get healthy, improve your health. Create those good habits that you know you can live by into your 40s, 50s, and 60s. Create a little bit of liquidity and flexibility in your financial life right now. And if that means contributing a little bit less to your 401k because you're going to take that extra money and invest it somewhere else, It's not the worst thing in the world. Again, that's not a recommendation by any means at all. But creating liquidity and flexibility in your life could provide for some unexpected benefits as you age. And then finally, invest in yourself. Continue to get better. Continue to better yourself and better the environment around you. And always continue to move in that direction as you get older. And there's no better place to start doing that than in your 30s. So if you're looking for more information about the podcast, myself or FarmDFP, Feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com. Also, feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, FarmD Financial Planning, for more great insight. Email podcasts at farmdfp.com with questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. 
The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.